0: Greetings and salutations, DMs, GMs, referees, judges, game operations directors, and all other varieties of storytellers. This is your DM, Scott. And it's time for another DM Quick Tip. It's the Harmon Circle this week on DM Quick Tips. Writer Dan Harmon is the creator of TV's Community and Rick and Morty. He's also a good storyteller and uses the model I'll be talking about today in writing his stories. Why is it a circle? It seems simple enough to just make it a long line. That should do the trick, I would imagine, right? Well, I guess not. Harmon himself says that he lays it out as a circle because our lives as humans are cyclical, and stories, I guess, have a life of their own, and they too are cyclical. This goes back to the very beginning of our species and continues even today. Thanks to human evolution, we have the Harmon Circle. We talked about the hero's journey, and the Harmon Circle hits certain points just like the hero's journey does. It is a more condensed version of the very lengthy hero's journey. Today we will be talking about the Harmon Circle, and we will be using one of the greatest movies in cinema history to help describe the various beats in the Harmon Circle. I am, of course, talking about Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. A character is in a zone of comfort, right? Things are going well for the character. They're comfy, but are not going to be for long. In Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, we see Captain James Tiberius Kirk having a cushy job as an admiral. He spends his day touring ships, making sure they're ready for their shakedown cruise. And on this day, the Enterprise is about to disembark with the crew of trainees captained by Spock. But they want something. Things are going well for the hero, but they want something more. This cushy life that they're leading just isn't for them. Admiral Kirk is a man of action. He likes to be cruising the galaxy in the middle of all the excitement, but the life of an admiral doesn't afford him such an option. Even Spock tells him that, this is one, that his one great destiny is to captain a starship. Anything else is a waste of material. Kirk knows this as well. They enter an unfamiliar situation. Kirk discovers that an old enemy of his, Khan Noonien Singh, has survived a catastrophic planetary incident and is really pissed. Khan has stolen a starship and attacks the Enterprise. You may be asking yourself, what unfamiliar situation is this? Kirk has been in numerous battles throughout his storied career as a starship commander. This is as familiar to Kirk as is betting alien women. Yes. That is as familiar to Kirk as misogyny is, but what makes this different is that Kirk gets his ass handed to him. Enter the unfamiliar territory. They adapt to it. So what's a horny middle-aged starship captain to do when they get caught with their britches down? The answer is simple. Pull those britches back up and get back to winning. Kirk gets his head back in the game. He adapts to getting his ass handed to him and comes up with a clever plan to get the Enterprise fixed and him off the Genesis world... You see, Kirk was never trapped in the center of a dead planet, buried alive. He doesn't like to lose. He had himself a plan B. They get what they wanted. Spock ends up giving Kirk command of the Enterprise. He is a Vulcan. He has no ego to bruise. Kirk got what he wanted, to be the captain of a starship. Again. Even if it is, for a brief moment. This is when Spock tells him, I have been, and I shall be your friend. That line always gets me, chokes me up, makes me misty. But they pay a heavy price for it. Kirk got command of the starship. That's what he wanted, but the price he paid was heavy. The Enterprise took a beating in the Battle of the Khan. Many recruits were killed, others wounded badly. Worst of all, Spock is dead. In one of the saddest moments in cinema history, Spock places his hand against the glass of the dilithium intermix chamber, forming the Vulcan salute we're all familiar with. After he asks, Jim, ship out of danger? He delivers the most iconic and tear-wrenching deliveries in all of cinema. I have been, and I shall be your friend. Then Spock dies. Kirk got what he wanted, but he pays the heaviest price possible for it, the death of his best friend. Kirk then makes his return to a familiar situation. He is now captain of the Enterprise again. This is well within his comfort zone, but he's not the same man he was before, having changed. Throughout the entire movie, Kirk was struggling with his new role as an admiral and his aging. Kirk had turned 50. He is no no longer young and vibrant. He is now a middle-aged man. At the end of the movie, he has changed profoundly. Kirk is now accepting of his age. When Bones asks him, how do you feel? Kirk said, I feel young. He has changed in that he has come to grips with his aging. That's what happens to the best of us. Another event, of course, that has changed him was he lost one of his best friends. We see this, this change, this heaviness of his heart. When they were about to jettison Spock's coffin, Kirk says, of all the souls I've encountered in my travels, his was the most human. Kirk barely held it together. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a movie to watch. There are many ways in which you could tell a story, and this is just one way. See you next time in the dojo.